Welcome to Side Conversations of Marketing, Management, and Money. Yes, our podcast is all things small business, but in these side conversations, we deviate a little bit and we might go into politics, religion, social, economics, or health, whatever we feel like talking about. So if you're interested in learning a little bit of our take on other issues, welcome to Side Conversations. Welcome, everybody. Uh, this is going to be a side conversation for marketing, management, and money uh, here with Ethan and Ryan. Um, and I, I'm, I'm going to state this. A lot of our side conversations, we tend to try and tie in at least some <laughs> life lesson or <laughs> takeaway or value that, you know, someone could listen to it and say, oh, yeah, that's... No, that's that's really good. But we openly admit that rarely happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we're going to admit that this time it's not at all likely. So <laughs> if, if if you're looking for quality content, just skip to one of our episodes. <laughs> but I, we are going to have fun today. Yeah, you know? I think this will be a fun one. So 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 here, here's what happened. I just got back from a conference uh, down in Vegas, and uh, where where we are, uh, most of the time it's actually easier to drive down to Vegas. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, there are uh, a couple flights that go out, but uh, it takes about as much time to, to drive as it does to fly. And so, so anyway, I was, I was driving down to Vegas, and uh, I picked up a hitchhiker. <laughs> now... There's quite a story about it, and I'm going to get to that story, but we're not going to start with that story. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what, what got me thinking about this. So um, I, I've picked up a lot of hitchhikers, and I was a little bit shocked. So when we first met, uh, I remember we were traveling one time, and you picked up a hitchhiker. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, really? Like, you, you pick up a hitchhiker? And, and you were in a company vehicle. And yeah. we were on work business, and, yeah. and that's what shocked me. It was like, <laughs> I've, I've picked up hitchhikers in my personal vehicle, oh, but, uh, but yeah, you picked up a, a hitchhiker, and you almost chastised me for it. You're like, yeah, I pick up hitchhikers all the time. <laughs> now, um, now there, was, there was two people we picked up that no, no, time. No, no, that's a different time. Oh, that's a different time? <laughs> yeah, this was, this was the very first time uh, I didn't know you very well. This was years okay. ago. Okay. okay, so I didn't know you very well. And uh, we had gone down, uh, the city that we went to was actually Moab, okay. and it was just outside of Moab. Uh, someone was uh, hitchhiking on those highways yeah. uh, out in the desert. Okay. And, and so you, you picked him up and you dropped him off, and then after you dropped him off, I'm just like, you pick up hitchhikers? You're like, yeah. And you almost looked at me like, you don't? <laughs> so I'm going to put one more thing out there, and then, uh, then, then we're going to jump. So the, 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 whole, the whole topic today is just picking up hitchhikers, by the way. <laughs> but so uh, over the years, I've got some pretty funny stories about picking up hitchhikers. And, and I'll, I'll share those stories here on, uh, you know, as, as we get going. <laughs> But uh, I've actually shared the stories in some of my trainings. So I do a customer service training, and uh, when I do it, I actually share the story of, of picking up a hitchhiker. 
And I did this customer service training recently, and it was uh, a repeat. So I had done the training a year ago, and they had asked me to come back and do the training again. And so in the training, I asked, I'm like, hey, by show of hands, how many of you have been to my training before? You know, and so the hands went up, and it was, ah, it was probably like 10, 20% of the people had, had been to my training before. And, uh, and so I'm like, hey, that's awesome. I'm flattered that you guys uh, are willing to come back. Uh, you know, that, that, that's great. And, and I'm like, what, what were some of the takeaways or some of the things that you remember from the training? <laughs> Please tell me it's the hitchhiker story. <laughs> so it's better than that. <laughs> So this training, as a customer service training, they open it up to, well, they actually target high school kids, but they open it up to their parents. And so I got okay. a room full of high school kids. So this, this uh, cute girl, high school age, cute girl, raises her hand and she's like, I remember that you taught about picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> Her mom is sitting right next to her, and I just stop right there, and I'm like, let's just all be clear that I am not suggesting that any cute high school girl pick up a hitchhiker. Like, I, let's just be clear on this. Yeah, so, okay. I don't even tell my wife to pick up hitchhikers, even though I do all the time, and if she's with me, I'll pick them up, but... But I never would suggest if she's on her own to do it. So honestly, I've only picked up a hitchhiker once when I had my family with me. Uh, usually when I have my family with me, I don't. I only do it when I'm by myself. Okay. You know? So let's, let's jump into it. We're <laughs> let's just. So I want to hear, hear your most recent one with you, the Vegas trip. You, you, want, you want the Vegas one? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm driving down to Vegas, and I'm passing through a city called Richfield, Richfield, yeah. Utah. Okay. Now, the city itself is pretty small. It's, I don't know, population 10,000 people yeah, or probably something. probably 10 to 15,000 maybe. You know, so it's, it's not a big city, but it's a fairly prominent city in the sense that it's the only city. So you're on uh, Interstate 70, uh, which is a pretty major interstate in the U.S., um, <coughs> I think. And, it, goes almost coast to coast like yeah, it does it does and so so anyway uh so richfield is like one of the cities on this interstate but you're out in the desert you know so picture you're on your way to las vegas and you know when you see kind of that that wild west desert you know the car breaks down classic movie <laughs> scene like that's that's a lot of what this looks like right and, and so I'm driving, it's raining, and uh, as I'm driving down, I see this guy, uh, and he's just outside of Richfield, and he's hitchhiking. And it's funny, you get good at it. Like, I knew he was hitchhiking well in advance to right. ever seeing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, so, you know, I, I'm doing 80 miles an hour. It takes a minute to, uh, to stop, and that's one of the problems. Like, if you have to think about, should I pick up that hitchhiker, you it's are. It's too late. It's You've too late. Yeah. yeah. You know, at, at 80 miles an hour, yeah. you're covering a mile in, I think it's like 40 seconds or yeah, something like fast. that. Yeah, it's and so, you know, you, you have a very small window of time to, you know, right. to, to, to react. So anyway, uh, I see this guy and I'm like, he's hitchhiking, it's raining, I'm going to pick him up. And, uh, and so I pull over and I pick him up. And the first thing he says to me, he gets in the car and he's like, don't worry, I'm not an escapee <laughs> and I'm not a murderer. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> So when I replied to him, I'm like, well, I wouldn't have picked you up if I thought you were. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, 
if you're a murderer, I don't think that you're opposed to lying. <laughs> so your words do not provide any comfort. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, you know, hop in. And uh, so when, when I pick up hitchhikers, there's a couple things that I'm looking for, right? And he had one of the classic signs. He was carrying a bag of groceries. And oh, when yeah. I see someone carrying a bag of groceries, I'm like, you know what? They're just literally trying to get from point A to point B. Right. And, you know, like... Uh, hitchhikers that carry essentials, you know, like those are the type of hitchhikers that, that, that I'm picking up. I'm picking up people that uh, have obvious car trouble and I'm picking up people that are carrying the, right. the essentials. Yeah. And so the funny thing is, is he gets in and he starts telling me a story. His name's John, by the way. Um, and so, uh, so John starts telling me a story and he, uh, he starts uh, letting me know that uh, he, he took a job kind of out of the area. He's from the Denver area. Uh, he takes a job out of the area, and uh, that job comes to an end. And uh, he had an apartment uh, with his girlfriend, and when the job came to the end uh, and the lease on the apartment ended, and uh, so him and his girlfriend, they kind of separated because they weren't sure you know, what they were going to do. She ended up moving in with another one of her friends. And so he found himself without a girlfriend, without a job, and without an apartment, like, oh. within one month. And so he's like, I kinda, I've kind of had it with Denver. I'm looking for a new start. I'm going to head down to Vegas. And I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, yeah, Vegas is not where I would go for a no. new start. Uh-uh. Like, that is definitely... I've seen Vegas ruin way too many people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, so he's telling me that, and uh, and I'm like, okay, well, so I'm on my way to Vegas, but I uh, um, I actually have a friend who lives in St. George on the way to Vegas, about an hour and a half outside of Vegas, and I wanted to visit my friend. And so, you know, I told my friend, I'm like, hey, I got to head down to uh, Vegas. I'm swinging right by your place. Uh, you want to get together? And he's like, yeah, why don't, let's get together. And he's like, you can spend the night here and then just head into your conference the next morning. I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. And so I tell the guy, I'm like, hey, I can take you as far as St. George. Uh, you'll have to find a ride from there. And he's like, that'd be awesome. You know, that's a couple hours closer to where I need to be. Right. Uh, and I'm like, okay. You know, and so we're driving down. We're having a good time. I find out that he's an artist. Um, and he's telling me the story of like how, you know, he lost his girlfriend. Uh, he lost his apartment. He lost his job. Sounds like a country song. I, I know. I know. <laughs> and, and how he's an artist. And he's like, I know. It's a weird story. And I look at him. I'm like... <laughs> Actually, this is very common. I'm like, I pick up a lot of hitchhikers. Yeah, uh-huh. um, artists tend to be like artists and musicians. Yeah, do a lot of hitchhiking. Uh, in between in life is super common. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like for you, I get that this is this is the first time in your life you've been homeless. You know, and he's uh, he's in his early fifties, and so it was very new to mm. him. But I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. You're you're very stereotypical uh, of mm-hmm. a hitchhiker, especially the kind that that I, that I pick up. So anyway, uh, so he says to me, he's like, hey, um, would you like to see uh, would you like to see my art? And I'm like, yeah, it'd be awesome. He's like, I, I I can text you some pictures. I'm like, that'd be great, you know. So I give him my number, and uh, um, and so he puts it in his phone. And <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a huge no-no. Well, so <laughs> honestly, here's the funny thing. You know exactly where this is going because you pick up hitchhikers, right? Oh, yes. I yep. had this thought because I told him, I said, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. And I had this thought. I'm like, honestly, I should I should take him all the way to Vegas. He, he was a super nice guy, mm. you know, very nice guy. And I'm like, I should uh, I should take him all the way to Vegas. Uh, and I'm like, I don't know, maybe I'll give him my number and if he wants to call me. And I never did, but he asked for my number to, to give me some art. And I'm just like, that's eh, good enough, right? Did he ever send you pictures of his art? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, really? I've got them. And okay. it's, it's great. Like, you know, I actually really like his art. It's very abstract. Okay. Um, it reminds me of a uh, South American style art. Mm. where they use a lot of abstract pictures, bright colors. Yeah. And as we're driving, um, I'm asking him, uh, you know, I'm like, we're talking about his art. And he tells me, he says, I have so many people ask me, like, where'd you get the inspiration for that color? And he's like, uh, I'm homeless right now, so I get whatever <laughs> color I can get. So if I come across paint, that's what I use. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all that he's like so if you want to like consider that you know divine intervention and like it's inspired or just dumb luck like however you want to look at it so uh so anyway um we uh like the next morning i get this text and it's him and he texts me and he's like hey i wasn't able to get a ride into uh i wasn't able to get a ride into vegas um are you still going there can I get a ride with you? <laughs> sure. You know, so <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I reply to the text. I'm like, yeah, you're, I'm happy to pick you up. This is when I'm leaving. Uh, where are you at? And, you know, just be ready. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be ready. I'll be uh, <laughs> not doing anything else. <laughs> you know? So, uh, so he tells, he tells me where he is. And, uh, and John, if you're listening, by the way, so he, I did give him, you know, did the you podcast. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. He's like, Oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a podcaster. He's like, I want to listen to your podcast. So, you know, I, I told him to check out the podcast. So John, if you were listening, um, you're not great at giving directions as to where you are. <laughs> so I ended up driving around trying to figure out. He told me he was at exit five. I ended up at exit number four. In reality, he was at exit number six. And uh. so it took a little minute to to find him. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm like, because it's the right thing to do. That's why I'm doing it. Like, yeah. honestly, does it matter that I'm inconvenienced five minutes? No. You know, not a big deal, right? So I ended up picking him up. And I'm like, so uh, where'd you go to sleep last night? Because it was <laughs> cold and rainy. And he said, well, you know, this gas station let me stay in there. He said, as long as I didn't cause any tr trouble thinking, wow, that kind of sucks. And so we spent the night, you know, pretty much sitting up. Ooh. So as we're driving, you know, I'm talking to him and I'm seeing him doze. <laughs> like he's tired. I'm like, dude, you slept like crap last night. <laughs> so he ends up falling asleep and I'm just like, I don't care. You know, so he's just like sleeping on the drive. And, uh, and so I'm just kind of, just, just kind of driving and, uh, hanging out. And so, so we get into Vegas and, and I ask him before we get there, I'm like, so where exactly do you want to be dropped off? He's like, well, I've never been to Vegas. He's like, just drop me off on the strip. And I'm like, oh. For those of you who have never been to Vegas, the strip is huge. Mm -hmm. Like everyone thinks that you just kind of walk from one uh, mm -hmm. hotel casino it's to miles. the other. It's yeah, it's miles. miles. <laughs> yeah. And none of it's straight. It's yeah. not even a straight shot. So something that's two miles away is really three miles of walking by the time yeah. you actually get there, you know. And so I'm like, hey, whatever, you know, like it's your experience. 
So we get into Vegas. There's a nasty, nasty car accident on the freeway just before you get into Vegas. And so now I'm starting to run a little bit late. Mm. And I'm like, I can't just dump this guy on the freeway. Like, I'm not going to do that to him. And I'm like, I got to drop him somewhere. And I don't want to drop him like 10 miles away from the strip. So I start trying to take these back roads to figure out where to drop this guy off. <laughs> and it's just not working because everyone's taking the back roads. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. you know. In Vegas, the traffic's becoming a nightmare. Oh, they need yeah. to address it soon because you yeah. hit timing in Vegas wrong. It's worse than any interstate in California now. Well, and I'm there at a big convention and the spring break. Oh. So it's nasty. Okay. You know, like I, two miles and 40 minutes kind of nasty. Like oh. just really frustrating that you're like, uh, I'm only six miles away from where I need to be. walk faster. I know. And so anyway, so I finally just tell him, I'm like, hey, I am sorry. I was trying to get you closer, but... I I got to get to my conference and, you know, can I just drop you off here? He's like, hey, you've been awesome. Thank you so much. And so he tells me, he's like, hey, he's like, I'm going to go. And uh, he's like, I'm, I'm going to gamble. And if I win big, <laughs> I'm calling you. And I'm like, sweet, you know, <laughs> which would have made for a great story. He didn't end up winning big. But so, uh, so I Yet. do my conference. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, no, he didn't. Uh, he's not in Vegas anymore. So. Oh, no. <laughs> and how you know that is going to be <laughs> so the punchline of all this, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> oh, no. So, um, so I end up going to my conference. Now, I'm doing a quick, a quick turnaround. Like, I literally am two days at my conference. That's it, right? Okay. I'm just there to kind of scout a few things out, see what's new in the markets, and then I'm, I'm turning around. And he asked me, he's like, oh, so when are you going? So, you know, we show up on Thursday, and then I tell him, like, yeah, I'm leaving Friday. You know, I, uh, I'm just super fast kind of thing. So, anyway, um, Thursday night... I get another text. <laughs> he says, he's like, yeah, Vegas isn't for me. Is there any way you could take me back to Utah? <laughs> he's a super nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, I don't mind. I'm like, honestly, as long as you're willing to go on my schedule, yeah, you know, what, what, what does it hurt me, right? So where did you drop him off back in Utah? Well, so hang on, hang on. We'll we'll, we'll get to that because <laughs> that that's that's the punchline, right? <laughs> so, um, so anyway, uh, he tells me, he's like, "Hey, you know where you dropped me off yesterday? I'm just across the street." Well, the problem is, I dropped him off on a corner, and he wasn't super great at telling me whether it was like north or west. Yeah, okay. and so I'm like. Uh, yeah, I don't know which across the street you're at. And he said, he's like, uh, I, there's this gold bowl. And I'm like, bowl as in Buck and Bronco or bowl as in cereal bowl? And he's like, Buck and Bronco. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm just below the gold bowl. And I'm like, okay. So I show up to where we're supposed to meet. He tells me in advance, he's like, one of the things he didn't like about Vegas, he's, he said, there's nowhere to charge a phone. He's like, I can't charge my phone for anything. And so he's texting me. He's like, hey, my phone's probably going to die. This is where I am. Come get me. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I try and find him, and I can't find him. Yeah, this is topping some of my stories. <laughs> so, so I can't find him anywhere. 
and I'm checking both sides of across the street from where I dropped him off. And I'm like, I don't know where he is. And I try calling him, and sure enough, it goes straight to voicemail. And I'm like, his phone's dead, and he has no way to charge it. I only know his first name. I never did find out his last name. Um, I'm like, I only know his first name. There's no way to find this guy. And I'm thinking, what am I going to do? And I don't want to leave him hanging. Like, I think that would just be rude to be like, yeah, I'll yeah, come get you. And okay. then, you know, not come get him. So <clears throat> I see this guy at the bus stop. And I'm like, do you know where there's a gold bowl? And he's like, oh, dude, I don't really know, you know. And and you could tell he's a Vegas local because you can see the tourists, yeah, right? You right. Know? I'm like, this guy actually lives here. He's taking yeah. the bus. You can tell, like, he's getting ready to go to work. So I'm thinking maybe he's familiar with what's around here, some of the landmarks. And this guy at the bus stop, man, he took it on as his personal mission <laughs> to figure out where that bowl was. Really? And I'm just telling him, like, I'll just look around. I was just wondering if you knew. And he's like, here, let me Google it. You know, and so he's like Googling it, like pulling up Google Earth and trying to figure out where this bowl is. And he's like, okay, you need to head down this road, and that's where you're going to find it. So I start walking. Now, I've parked my car because I've been driving in circles on this stupid little block. Okay. And I'm, you know, it's it's traffic. It's now, one this, way. This is Friday now. This is Friday. Friday yeah. afternoon. Night? Friday afternoon. Yeah, okay. this is the lunch hour, right? Okay. And so, um, so anyway, I decided to just park my car, and I'm like, I'm gonna go on foot because it takes me so long to turn around on these stupid little streets. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm gonna go on foot. He's on foot. He's gonna be somewhere obvious to see. Yeah. And so. So anyway, so I start walking down and I see, uh, you know, about maybe maybe, maybe a quarter mile uh, down the road, there's this big bowl. And I'm like, perfect, that's where he is. So I go running back to my car because by the time I go the wrong direction, a quarter mile, then we're going to have to hike mm -hmm. back. To the, I'm like, I'm going to get my car now that I know where I'm going. So I go walking back to my car. The guy at the bus stop is still there and he's like, okay, so these are all the bowls that are in this area. <laughs> 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 and like he's making sure and I'm thinking to myself you're a cool guy and he, uh, he looks so gruff you know he has like this gnarly beard some big old tattoos like he's the kind of guy that you would think that if you saw at Vegas you should you know cross the other side of the street yeah. <laughs> nicest guy that I've ever met down in Vegas <laughs> And so even when I'm leaving the parking lot, he's, like, giving me the thumbs up, like, wishing me good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I drive down, and sure enough, I see John, and I'm like, hey, you know, let, let, let's go. Well, while I was at the uh, convention, they always have giveaway swag. Uh, I got a little power bank, and oh, I thought, yeah, yeah. thought to myself, I'm like, here, John. Here's a power bank <laughs> for you. <laughs> you probably could use this more than I can since right. it's yeah. so hard for you to charge <laughs> your phone. <laughs> so uh, so we start driving back, and, and I'm like, okay, you know, where do you want to go? And uh, he's like... Uh, I think I want to go, uh, I think I want to go back to, uh, to Denver. He's like, I'll take Denver over Vegas. And mm. I'm like, okay, you know. And so I told him, I'm like, well, uh, I actually peel off a little bit after Richfield. So how about I leave you in Richfield so that, uh, you know, like Richfield is a, it's a good enough city on Interstate 70 yeah, that goes yeah. through Denver. I'm like, you probably have good chances of some other resources. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so I left him at a truck stop in Richfield and I thought to myself, I'm like, I basically just gave you a Vegas getaway. <laughs> <laughs>
Because <laughs> I literally picked you up in Richfield, <laughs> took you down to St. George, took you to Vegas, and then dropped you back off at Richfield. <laughs> like, that's that's a dedicated hitchhiker right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I've got another story, but I'm going to let you uh, share some of your anecdotes of uh, hitchhiking. <laughs> I I don't know because I you know I've picked up everyone from uh, helicopter pilots that you know helicopter pilot yeah I picked up a helicopter pilot one time helicopter crash no, or something no he was um, he had taken a job um, as a new helicopter pilot slash mechanic at a small uh, airport okay and um, and well you know most of the people I pick up between. Green River and Richfield, there's nothing. And a lot of people, uh, you could argue between uh, Grand Junction, Colorado, and Richfield, there's nothing. Yeah. So so a lot of people not really paying any attention jump right by Green River, which is, you know, does have some gas stations so you can get, get topped off. Um, and by the time they realize it, they're, they're now up on the top of the swell or they're in Salina Canyon and they've run out of gas so, <clears throat> or I, have other engine problems. And, and there's no cell phone signal out there. Yeah, I, I believe that's the longest stretch of interstate in the United States without services. And so you cannot get gas for over 100 miles. Yeah. There's no gas stations for over 100 miles. And you don't have cell phone the, yeah. the whole time. So, Which is one of the reasons why you and I now pick there, up hitchhikers. Because now, there is cell phone of, out there finally now sporadically because of they've added a few towers that you oh, can kind of okay, touch base. Okay. But but for a long time, there was nothing through that stretch. Yeah. And so, yeah, I picked up, uh, anyway, so he was headed down there, uh, truck problems. I don't remember if it was gas or other problems. Anyways, uh, uh, saw a truck broken down about a mile later. There's a guy walking down the street, obvious sign. All right, that's who it was. Picked him up. Um, helicopter pilot. Yeah. Okay. So we had a great conversation about helicopters and anyways, <laughs> where he was going and things like that. Um a lot, a lot of them are just passing through, run out of gas. So, you know. so I had one time, okay, there's a stretch of interstate. Like I said, it's over 100 miles long, right? Yeah. And so Salina is the last city. So you got Salina and then you got Green River, and they're like 110 miles apart, and those are the last places to get gas. So I'm driving up the canyon. We're about 10 miles into mm. it. I see a car broken down. A mile later, going the wrong direction, I see a guy walking with a gas can. Oh, no. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm picking this guy up because he has no idea that he's got to walk for 100 miles. miles. Like, uh-uh. So, <clears throat> so I pick him up. I'm with my family. This is the one time with my family that I did it because I'm just like, yeah, this guy's screwed otherwise. Oh, yeah. You know, and so we pick him up. Yeah. There's no room for him anywhere. You know, we're coming back from family vacation, and so, like, the van is just packed with luggage and stuff. Really? And uh, and he's like, well, just drive up to where I get some cell phone. <laughs> so after 10 miles of driving, I just said to him, like, I'm turning you around and I'm dropping you off at Salida where you actually have some resources. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or you're coming all the way to my house. Well, in some of those yeah. sections, you can't turn around. You can't even get your car turned around for 10 to 15, 20 oh, miles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there's uh, rails and other things in between and just windy canyon. Yeah. 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 So I pick up a lot of people through there. Um, yeah. I had one time I was uh, with a, uh, a work colleague going through there and broken down and you were broken down? No, they were, they were broken down okay. in that section where there's just no cell phone signal, nothing. 
And uh, so I'm like, pull over, pull over. And, um, I, you know, and I looked at the, the person I was driving with and I says, look, I'm going to go back and check on them. If anything goes horribly wrong, I'm going to touch my head. If I touch my head, you just drive and you don't look back. Trust me. Just don't worry about me. You just drive because we're in a bad place. And if you, at least you drive, then you'll know where it happened to my body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. there's, but yeah, I had an interesting, I didn't pick up a hitchhiker one time, but I was in that same area because there's a, a few hikes and uh, ATV type roads and stuff out there. And, and we were out on the one side and you could kind of see where we were at from the interstate where we were kind of camping because we were doing I think we were just out for an ATV ride anyways a guy shows up out of the blue out of nowhere because our car is the only one there I mean kind of scared me you know what I mean yeah first thing I'm looking for is okay where's a stick rock whatever else because <laughs> you know I don't know what his intentions are yeah and uh and he just says hey look I'm out of gas you know and 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 as he's looking at me, there's my five-gallon gas can sitting on the trailer for my four-wheeler, and we're both looking at it and looking at each other. <laughs> and I'm like, um, that's all I have is five gallons right there. That's it. And and thank heavens my four-wheelers were topped off. So I thought, you know, I can adjust my trip a little bit so I don't need all the gas. This is, you know, and I says, well, look, there's a gas can. There's five gallons in it. Uh, will you be kind enough? I know it's going to be a bother for you being kind enough to bring it back. I don't want to have to go buy another gas can. And he goes, yeah, I'll do that one. And I left on my ride, assuming I would not find a gas can when I got back. Gas can was there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I've never had a bad experience with hitchhikers. I mean, I've had a few that, you know, have been roughing it, trying to get somewhere. And so their smells not that great, but after five minutes, you kind of get used to a little bit of body odor but yeah so I, I mean we picked up the the boy and the girl that one was kind of weird one time <laughs> so we're together yeah and, and this one shocked there was, me there was a few others with us too it, it, it was because we were in a, a minivan yeah so we're we're driving down to a conference and the yeah. van is full there were i think i think we had five or six of us in no this there van. was four and we had but we had six seats is that what it was? Yeah, there was four of us. I thought that one of the people ended up having to sit on just the floor. No. Uh, no, there was four of us with six seats, but but it wasn't, I mean, it's it's like kid seats, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's not like it's comfortable six <laughs> seats. But yeah, I remember picking them up. But that I always, that one, I always shake my head still because um, a young girl traveling with a, a younger guy, he was a little bit older. Um, and they were, uh, they had met up somewhere else. She was headed to some like Woodstock type thing back <laughs> east in Georgia or somewhere. And it was in like two days. And I'm like, there's no way you're getting there in two days. By the time you get there, that your little Woodstock little music <laughs> fest is done. It's over. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Dude, hitchhiking and, is slow. Yeah. And, and my next thought was, is and the fact that you're traveling with another kid, you're crazy because... Uh, young men are just idiots, mm. you know, and all of us were at that age. We just, you know, your hormones are raging. You don't think through things the same way you do. You don't, you lack a lot of maturity. So I'm thinking, and you've, you have a traveling companion that you had just met a few days before that, um, is, uh, n not someone that's going to get you there. So, so what, what was funny about that one is if you look at the dynamics of who was in the car, and I swear there were five of us because maybe there was. So you're in charge of this thing, right? Yeah, I'm just I was kind driving. of along for the ride. Yeah, 
And you've got your office assistant, yeah. which I think you had two. Didn't you have both uh, Maybe Kristen and Connie? Could have been. I thought you had two. So could have been. So the these are very uh, like proper ladies. They, like they've got class. Yeah, and they and were freaked out. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I remember the most. Is I just remember you, telling you, Ryan, you get the back seat because if anything goes bad, <laughs> I need someone in the back that can shank someone. So, so, <laughs> so you're driving with two ladies with class, and then you had uh, I thought you had two interns. Maybe we did because we always have at least one intern. So maybe I only had one. So, okay, maybe you only had the one intern, but you had an intern in with this. <laughs> and so the intern is like just a college kid thinking, is this what professional life does? <laughs> like, like, like you do this at the job, you know? And so everyone's oh, looking at you thinking, man. what are you doing? And <laughs> these two, you know, like they hadn't bathed in I don't know how many oh, yeah, days. And they looked like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and you just pull over. We're all professionally dressed, you know, in business attire, ready to go <laughs> to this business did we, meeting. Do we take him clear to Moab or just Crescent Junction? Uh, I think we took him to Moab. Could have been. Yeah, I don't know. And... Uh, and so maybe we just did Crescent Junction. Maybe they didn't want to get off of uh, yeah, the interstate. 70. Yeah. And so. Yeah, that one was a funny one. That that was funny because you were pretty the bold. In yeah, that. the people in there. But the, see, for me, I do it so often. I don't think anything of it. By the time I'm pulled over and everyone's freaking out, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I just do this. Yeah. I don't think anything of it. Yeah. Well, and you have to be careful because there are, uh, I honestly, and I, I don't want to go too deep into this because this is really a downer, but I have a friend from high school who was murdered. By, really? Yeah, it was, it was a gang initiation. So what happened was someone faked that they were having car problems. Now, this was actually in a Walmart parking lot, so it wasn't. Uh, and that's one of the, so uh, I, I had a coworker. I was telling him the story of me picking up the guy from Vegas. They're like, what are you doing? And I said, you know, there's a look. You can tell the people that are traveling. Yeah. I don't do oh, it. Yes. I don't yeah. do it if I am not 100% certain that, you know, this person is traveling. Yeah. And so, you know, like, I'm not going to go into a city and just pick Look, up no. whoever. Like, I don't ever pick up anyone from a city. I don't either. It's it's when they're on those long stretches of road yeah. that I'm like, really, if you're that dedicated to murder people, you know, if you were willing to just pass everyone up to come well, but, out here. And, but this is my philosophy as well. If I, if I get in the car, um, they're going to have to shoot or stab me the second they get in the car. Because as soon as I'm driving, because as soon as someone gets in the car, I mean, before they're even got a seatbelt on, I'm driving. Because because okay. for me, you're an inconvenience. I'm doing this out of kindness. So I'm I'm going. But I also do it for another reason. Because as soon as the gas gets going, I have the advantage. <laughs> because <laughs> you've like premeditated how oh, to protect yeah, yourself. Yeah, if I think about, yeah, if I think someone's crazy, yeah, I, I'm already get in. And is there even kind of trying to get in? Um, I'm, I'm driving, I'm in a rush. We got to get going. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and the reason being is cause once that car's in motion, it's really hard to stop it, especially when I'm in the driver's seat. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. You pull out a gun or a knife and say, Hey, pull over. I'm taking over this car. I'm like, you know what? The first thing I'm gonna do is I'm going to lay on the gas and we're going to go as fast as I can. <laughs> and then I'm not stopping until a cop pulls in behind me. <laughs> right. 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 right? Because there's nothing you're going to, you're not going to stab me when we're doing 60 miles an hour because neither one of us are going to live through that. Right, right. Right. 
if you're going to stab me, you're dying with me. Right. Yeah. You still you need it to be twenty or thirty miles an hour because those types of yeah. wrecks are and, not a big and, deal. But and if I and if there's two people in the car, <laughs> I almost always put my passenger in the back seat and I put the hitchhiker in the front. See, I just don't do two people. So no. if I well, if my brother, um, sometimes with my wife, sometimes we've picked up someone. Um, but if I ever do that, or with you, like you, yeah. if, if I have a second person in there that I, that I, especially if it's another man, I always put them in the back seat, put the hitchhiker in the front, because now they're in a bad position. Dude, you could like write a little manual on uh, how to, I know. you know, how to Hitchhiker's guide to, <laughs> <laughs> not the galaxy, but. All right. So I've got one more story. Oh yeah. The. Yeah, tell the one about the double guy. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one still blows me away. <laughs> so this is actually the story that I share in my trainings, and this is the story that the uh, you know the high school girl was like, "I want to pick up hitchhikers now!" Yay! <laughs> <laughs> if anyone listening wants to pick a, pick up hitchhikers, don't do it. <laughs> so there we go. That was that was my Those legal just, disclaimer, right? Yeah. So I'm driving, and again, where we live, uh, pretty much. It's all canyons. And when I say canyons, I want to explain what, what, what we mean by canyons. You have to clear 8,000 or 9,000 feet elevation. So that's like, you know, 3,000 meter elevation. Uh, it's, <clears throat> it's a high elevation. And so the weather on top of those canyons. So basically, it's a canyon that's going to cut through the mountains, but you're still climbing. And then you get up mm-hmm. to the summits and on top of those summits, the wind is always whipping. The weather changes rapidly just because of the high elevation. And so, um, you know, you get used to it. You get familiar with, with driving those canyons. It's so interesting. Living out here, I'm more comfortable, like a windy mountain road with uh, snow on it. Yeah, uh, not a big deal. Not a big deal. But you put me on, you know, heavy interstate traffic. <laughs> bothers me you know so like i would prefer the the dark white everyone complains about how dark it is because you don't have street lights yeah that's right you know you just have your headlights and uh and i'm like yeah it's not a big deal it's actually quite pleasant very relaxing you know and some people they're just like i won't do the canyon at night i'm like great stay off it keep it you know keep it quiet for me but so anyway so i'm getting into the canyon and it's around march i think it was the month of march and march is very unpredictable weather wise you know you can have crazy uh storms that just come out of nowhere and i'm looking at the summit and you can start to see you can't actually see the summit from entering so when i say canyon it's a 60 mile long canyon and so you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of road so you cannot see the summit but you can see you know you can see off in the distance uh what it's looking like there's some nasty black clouds coming in like Mm -hmm. just some nasty black clouds coming in and so as i'm getting ready to go in there's this guy and he's hiking and he's got he's got the backpacker uh feel you know so he's got Mm -hmm. his backpack on and it's funny like i enjoy backpacking for recreation there's such a different look between uh, what my brother calls a professional backpacker or professional camper yeah and I'm like, why do you call them professionals? He's like, well, that's what they do for a living is they backpack and they camp. <laughs> like, you're, d- you're just a recreational <laughs> backpacker. Like, they actually know how to backpack. They're a professional. I'm like, huh, you're right. So, so anyway, so I see this guy. He's got his backpack on, and he's getting ready to hike. And uh, it's 60 miles. No services. No, I mean, limited services. I guess there is yeah. a gas station up on top. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and so... 
I uh, <clears throat> I pull over, and he actually didn't even have his thumb out. He was just hiking. I pull over, and I'm like, you want to ride through that instead of having to hike? He's like, I love that. Like, you know, throw your stuff in the back, and uh, let's go. So he hops in, and, uh, you know, he's just – He's just kind of telling me his story. And I was asking him, I'm like, so how far do you think you're going to get today? And he's like, well, I can usually do about 30 miles a day. I'm like, wow. 30 miles, that puts you, I mean, yeah, that's impressive. All those marathon runners that think they're awesome. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, do it with a 60-pound backpack on mm-hmm. day after day. Yeah. Like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so, Uphill. <laughs> yeah. Uphill. Yeah. So he's like, I, I can do about 30 miles a day. I'm like, huh, that's, that's good. So... Anyway, um, and I'm like, well, where are you going to sleep? And he's like, I just I have my tarp. I just roll up in the tarp. And I'm like, in this storm? Dang. He's like, I just roll up in my tarp. Like, that's my option. Like, wow. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he's talking to me a little bit. And, uh, and I look over at him. And I'm like, are you from Montana? And he gets kind of this weird look on his face. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like... Do you have family down in Colorado? <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm like, and you play guitar, right? And at this point, like, you know, because he's not carrying a guitar. And he's like, oh, okay, this is a little creepy. I'm like, is your name Mark? It's like, yeah. I'm all, I picked you up hitchhiking about two or three years ago. <laughs> It's like, I thought you looked familiar. Oh, and I'm thinking to myself, like, how does that happen? <laughs> the so, odds of that one are. I know, I know. It, it kills me. <laughs> and so what it is is, uh, <clears throat> so he does live in Montana. And uh, in the summertime, he'll travel through Moab because you can get work in Moab yeah. during the peak season. But in the wintertime, you can't get work in Moab. And so he heads back to uh, heads back to Montana, uh, I guess, just to be with whoever he knows up there. But when he's down in Moab, he always tries to make it out to uh, Colorado, uh, just mm-hmm. to uh, you know to to say hi hi to family real quick. And but yeah, super fascinating. He's hundred percent off the grid, no phone, no address. Really? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent off the grid. And, uh, so his motto in life is he's like, I just take whatever job I can find, literally whatever job I can find. He's like, I'm not too proud for any job. Uh, and he's like, I don't hang around people that do drugs. Uh, you know, and, uh, and he just, just loves that life. I don't know if he loves that life, but like that's it works for him. It works for him, and and that's one of the things I find fascinating is when you pick up a hitchhiker, man, they live a different life. Yeah, true you know? hitchhikers do. Yeah, you yeah. Know. The ones that are ones that are traveling <clears throat> between places for whatever reason, but you know, the, I like the helicopter guy. Just bad luck, car problems. You know, yeah. I picked up a lot that just run out of gas. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I the one ran out of gas like five miles, literally five miles outside of Green River. Oh, yeah. yeah you can see the city from their car. I pick him up and he's walking and I'm like, I can get you to Green River. And then he's like, how do I get back? And then I'm like, I know someone in Green River. So I went to that person and says, look, here's 20 bucks. Get him some gas, get him back to his car. If it takes, costs you more than that, let me know. I'll reimburse you the next time. Was that Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I abused Chris quite a bit, but he was a good kid. Chris was awesome. Yeah. Like, I mean, 
all you said is I knew someone in Green River, and I'm like, that had to have been Chris because yeah, Chris. Chris would do it. He was, and he was. Chris had kind of been in that world uh, in a weird way, not directly, but he understood it. Chris blew my mind because he comes from a super wealthy family. Oh yeah, super wealthy, and you wouldn't know it. No. And it, he lived just modest, and and there are people who have like fallen from grace, wouldn't know it. Yeah, him, like he could have gone back to his wealth anytime he wanted to. That's and right. He, and he's yeah. just like, no, I'm just he, trying to make something happen in Green River. He did, uh, and highly educated. He did go back to school for his PhD. Yeah, that, so that was the crazy finally. thing. Comes from money, had a master's, finished his PhD. Yeah, and you wouldn't know it for no a way. second. Uh-uh. Yeah, he was a cool kid. Just, yeah, dressed very just normal. Yeah, super he, humble and yeah, like even even more. I I would say a step below normal. It was just casual. Yeah, and then he really just you but know heart of gold went went and found people that needed help, and that's where he spent his time. Yeah, like dude, that guy. That's yeah, so an I example used, of service. Yeah, helping people get gas and back out to some places in and around Green River. He helped me all the time. Good kid. Yeah. Kind of miss having him there. Yeah, yeah. He was, he really was the glue holding that uh, project together. Yeah, because now when I drop him off, I'm just like, well, here's Green River. I'm not going any farther today, but <clears throat> I'll buy you a meal. But here's the churches. Call one of the pastors. See if one of them can help get you to the next phase. Yeah, So yeah. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then I think about the hitchhikers. You ever had one get mad at you? No. <laughs> I had one. He got mad at me that I was going to the wrong place. I'm like, really? Yeah. So, you know, I pull over, he throws his stuff in and I'm like, Hey, I'm going here. And he's like, ah, that doesn't help me out. I need to go over here. <laughs> then get your stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This isn't quite Uber. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. 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 No, I haven't had any do that to me. Yeah. That so. one, that one was a little bit shocking that he got, he got mad at me yeah, for going but, to the wrong place. Yeah. I picked up one kid. I don't know how he was alive because it was. Uh, like January, December, and he'd been he'd been sleeping outside, and I literally he had one cheap, just thin sleeping bag. I'm like, how how did you survive like this? So when Man. when I was talking to John, one of the reasons why he was moving on from Denver is because Too he cold. spent a night that was 15 degrees, and he's oh. like, hey, you know what? Uh, Vegas is sounding warm right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Fifteen degrees when you're homeless. That's oh yeah. I don't know how they do it. That's rough. Some places. So Vegas makes sense. You know, L.A. makes sense. I get why there's a bunch of homeless people there. But some of these other cities. Yeah, I don't get it. Even Salt Lake. Yeah. You know, in any of the Mountain West states. Yeah, oh, Boise, Salt Lake. Seattle with all the rain. Seattle. Yeah, I don't know how they do it in those places. Oh, my God. So, anyway. Well, okay. the moral of the story is most hitchhikers actually are just people who have or down on their luck, and they could use some help. I'm not advocating that you should or shouldn't, but I do say, look, you know what? There's signs that show that they're down on their luck, and a lot of times, I about half the time, maybe even more, that I pick up people, it's there was a broken down car, and they're shortly thereafter, or you know, a yeah. couple miles after, you know. So I know exactly who it is and what it is, but. Um, well, I, I would say this, help where you can. Yeah. And what I always try and teach my kids is I'm like, service is never convenient. If That's it's right. If it's convenient for you, you're not, you're not serving someone. And so, yeah, yeah it, 
sometimes you pick someone up and they might smell bad because they haven't showered for a while and you might have to drive around a little bit looking for that golden calf to <laughs> pick up John. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not convenient, but at the end of the day, it's not a big deal either. Every time you say golden calf, I just have this whole... I know, it's Moses, Moses, right? It's, it's totally <laughs> Moses. And I'm like, and it's funny that it's in Vegas. I'm like, yes. yeah, I'm in Vegas looking for the golden calf. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, with that, I hope you enjoyed this side conversation. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Bye.